Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! I'm going to start with a, you know, a Serena Tiger attack right out of the gate here. I get your calls in and uh, we'll save some of the other topics, baseball and the football, uh, until a, a little bit, uh, a tube a little bit later on. Now, number one, if uh, the U.S. Open and the marketing geniuses over there in Flushing Meadow or anybody on ESPN or uh, whomever is expecting a romp and a, you know, sort of a Jimmy Connors run by Serena uh, at the year's last Grand Slam, sort of her swan song on a professional tennis circuit, I, I would be very surprised. I mean, blown out last night by the champion from a year ago, 6-4-6-0, uh, out of it early in the first set, never really were in the mix, and obviously drilled in set number two. I just don't see enough of Serena. I did not see her last week in Toronto, where she actually won a match, but I, I just don't see much. And I watched all of it yesterday, 7 o'clock Eastern time. I don't see much right now out of Serena to expect that it's uh, you know going to be uh, a different story in 14, 15 days. I, I just, I don't see it. And I know the U.S. Open, uh, without Djokovic, uh, you know, obviously we don't know about Nadal. He plays tonight. Uh, you never know with him. He's, he's sort of day-to-day, uh, as he's been the last, really, his whole career. Uh, there is no guarantee there's going to be a lot of juice in New York this year on either side. So they will run with Serena as long as they can, and they will put her on at night. They will probably... Uh, you know, whether they put her on the first night or the second night, they get it going there on Monday or Tuesday night. Because, you know, when she plays uh, in that Arthur Ashe Stadium the first couple days, you know, every match maybe being her last in uh, on the grand stage, you know, that's going to be, and in New York, that's all they care about anyway, the tennis fan, that's going to be a big event. And so as a result, uh, they need to capitalize on it as much as possible. But based on what I have seen, I'm not, and that goes back really, and it's not a lot of um, sample size. She's played four matches, essentially. She's played three matches since Wimbledon. She's played four matches in 13 months. So there's not a, lot, there's, there's not a big sample size to get a sense of where we are with Serena. But again, last night her serve was, was for her, uh, you know, very mediocre. Didn't move that well, uh, you know, uh, just not consistent at all. Look rusty. Uh, you know, I don't want to say she looked disinterested. I don't think that's fair. But really just looked, you know, uh, old. I mean, is the best way to explain it. And I don't see how that is going to change any time in the distant future. I, I, I really just don't see how that's going to get much different in 10, 12 days. I mean, she's lost a lot of her aura, which is why, well, not why, but that really was a big factor for her for 15, 18 years. You know, she had half these matches won before she even took the court, which is what greatness is all about. But, uh, you know, it's like going into Yankee Stadium and being scared stiff, is that kind of thing. But I don't see that scenario right now uh, for her, uh, you know, uh, she's lost that swagger. And as a result, I just don't see her being a big factor here in the next couple of weeks. You can't basically take 13 months, and she had an injury, but you can't be away from the scene for 13 months, come back and try to play without a lot of match play. I mean, she played one doubles match before she uh, uh, played at Wimbledon. One. I mean, in 13 months, I mean, that's just way, way, way... Uh, that's just not enough to get yourself going for a ma- and, and plus she's 41 in September. 
you're not going to be able to overcome that. I mean, and, you know, father time wins all the time. I mean, it's, it, there's only a few of the athletes, Brady being one of them, Clemens and Nolan Ryan being others. There's not many athletes who can stop the clock there late in life and still be very good and very effective when they hit that, you know, over 35 number. She hasn't won a major since 2017. That's five years right there when she was 35. She's not going to get to 24 to tie uh, court. She's going to be stalled at 23. But right now, I mean, I don't know what she's got in the tank as far as uh, Flushing Meadow goes. I mean, I really don't. I don't know what to expect. I mean, she's going to get drilled again. That's going to be embarrassing in the opening round. Yesterday, the fans there in Mason, Ohio, at that Western Open there in Cincinnati were very, very excited. You know, they were into it. The seats were filled right at 7 o'clock. They had a ticket snafu. I shouldn't say that. It wasn't a snafu. You know, organizers, and she was originally on the Monday night schedule at 7, but I think they gave her a break because she had some knee issues, and they moved out to Tuesday night. And, you know, theoretically, they should not have done that, you know. Uh, But, you know, it's Serena. uh, You know, they gave her a break. Now, they didn't tell the fans that, so if you bought tickets for the Monday night, opening night, thinking that you'd see Serena, and then she wasn't there. You got burned because she played Tuesday night. So, I mean, the way they handled it is a little uh, iffy, but, you know, the bottom line is I'm not, ex- uh, you know, just in essence, I don't know how, how um, uh, what we're going to see there at the Open in, uh, in, in 10, 12 days. I really don't. I don't expect much. Don't expect to run. I know people think Connors did it, and so, you know, they there's nothing that the tennis fan in New York likes more than the old guy making a run or the old gal making a run. There's nothing they like more than that. They love it. Uh, they get behind that, you know, the agent, and, you know, they propel that person to go out there. McEnroe had a semifinal run one year. Connors, we all know about. They love that. And if Federer ever came back, they'd love that too. That's just the way it is. I just think that I don't think that Sooner has it in her. I, I'd be very, very surprised. From what I've seen, I would be very, very surprised. And again, you know, she's 41, a lot of injuries, a lot of inactivity in the last 13, 14 months. Uh, it's asking an awful lot on three matches under a belt to go out there. And now, you know, she's played in a couple of tournaments here this summer, but she's, you know, older. She's not as good as she was. And the field's a little better. And so as a result, she doesn't get enough matches in to sort of, you know, um, to um, wipe off the rust. You know, she's been losing second round in Toronto, first round here. So she doesn't get three, four matches under her belt in back-to-back tournaments where at least she comes into the U.S. Open a little bit more polished. You know, has six, seven matches to, to work with. Yeah, she's had three. And that's a major problem, too. Now she doesn't play for two weeks. So I would be very, very concerned uh, if I was a Serena coach or if I was uh, the uh, head of the U.S. promotion, U.S. Open Promotion Department, because when we go out there in 10 days, that's going to be a huge theme. You know, Serena's last run, is there magic in the air? Uh, what can she do? That's going to be the big storyline uh, assuming Djokovic can't play. That's going to be the big storyline. And, you know, I think we're going to be very disappointed. I would be very surprised if anything dramatic happens with Serena in New York. That's item number one. Nadal does play tonight. Uh, we haven't seen Nadal here in a long time. I uh, haven't seen him since Taylor Fritz. Uh, that at the uh, at Wimbledon when he played that 
quarterfinal and won in five sets and then pulled out the next day, getting ready for Kyrgios in the semis. Um, and then Kyrgios got a walkover into the final. We haven't seen Nadal since then. Uh, you know, he, bail- he um, bailed on Montreal last week. I, I guess he made his made the trip to Cincinnati. He's scheduled to play Courage tonight at 7 o'clock. So Nadal, who, by the way, has never won, I believe, never won Cincinnati. The only 1,000-point of Masters uh, event that he's never won. He's won them all, you know, the 100-point ones, 1,000-point ones. That includes Indian Wells, the Miami Open. That includes... Uh, the, the Italian Open, that includes Madrid. You know, there's, there's about, th- I think there's 13. Uh, Cincinnati and Montreal. I mean, uh, he has never won that, so we'll see him hopefully be healthy tonight and get himself started. Again, with the dollar, it's always day-to-day. So Serena, not expecting much, is item number one. Item number two is Tiger, who I, I don't know if it was on the behest of Monaghan or not. Monaghan did not go to the meeting. But Tiger flew to Wilmington, Delaware, last night from Florida, and basically it sounds like gave the PGA guys a big pep talk. They seem to be all in the room, Rom, uh, Spieth, uh, everybody, Thomas, Ricky Fowler came with them. They seem to be all in the room, uh, in a hotel room, listening to Tiger's, you know, plea about how, you know, he didn't want any more exoduses uh, to the live tour. And, you know, it seems like it did not fall on deaf ears, they all listened intently, and they came out of there feeling pretty good about the PGA Tour. Now, I don't know if he did that. Uh, again, he was asked to, or if he sees, if we, or like the rest of us, he sees a big crisis developing. Or here, you know, Cameron Smith's out. He's going to leave. Uh, Leachman's going to leave. Uh, you know, I don't know uh, what his reasoning was to pick this time. He's gone on record as being very pro PJ Tour, but he actually made the trip to Wilmington from Florida to talk to the guys firsthand. So, he, I, you know, that indicates to me that he's nervous that we're at the precipice here of what the PJ Tour, uh, what's going to happen to the PJ Tour. That would make me think that uh, remains to be said. He's not playing in the FedEx uh, this weekend or last weekend, so he's not qualified. So. It's not like he's up there to practice. So he went up there to basically give him a Newt Rockney talk. And, you know, all reports that were that it was decent. Uh, again, we've gone through this a thousand times. The PGA Tour cannot withstand too many more hits. Uh, Cameron Smith, when in fact he makes it official, whenever that might be, that is a huge blow to the PGA Tour. Uh, you know, because right now Cameron Smith, pound for pound, is the best player in golf. So you lose the best player on your tour to go play in another tour, which you've been killing for the last five, six months is a major problem. And you want to argue Justin Thomas? Go ahead. You want to argue Rom Morikawa? Go ahead. Uh, you're allowed. But right now, in my eyes, he's won six times on the PJ Tour in his career. He's won the uh, TPC last this year. He won the British Open this year. Pound for pound, Smith is the best player in golf, is the best right now at the moment. And there's only so many body blows you can take if you're the PJ Tour because once we get by the FedEx and the Tour Championships, which, by the way, most people care less about, once we get by that and you resume regular tour life, and you don't have Cameron Smith playing in it, it's a major problem. It's bad enough there's no Dustin Johnson, no DeChambeau, and obviously no Kepka, no Patrick Reed. It's, it, it's doubly worse if you lose a couple of big-time guys who have won big events this year. 
And Cameron Smith, of course, just won the British Open, you know, a couple weeks ago, three, about a month ago. So from that standpoint, I think it's a big hit for the, um, uh, a big hit for the PJ Tour losing Smith, although that's not official yet, but it sounds like it's going to inevitably happen soon. And losing him is a major blow. And, you know, maybe Tiger senses that, so he felt this is the time to, uh, you know, play uh, Mel Gibson in, um, uh, in, uh, in, you know, that wonderful movie there where he's the... I forget what the, what was it called in, um, not Gladiator, the other one. I forget what, uh, but I mean, he feels like it's, uh, not the Patriot. He feels like he pops up there and sees if he can, uh, you know, sort of keep the rein tight and give him a little, uh, you know, pat on the back and say, you know, we're doing well. Let's stay here. We're still the PJ Tour because, you know, uh, and again, I don't know how the PJ Tour is going to tell us next year in Rome uh, in September, about this time, that the uh, Ryder Cup is a legit tournament when four or five Americans are not playing in it because I'm not going to care. You don't put Kepka, you don't put Johnson, you don't put Reed, or very good Ryder Cup players, DeChambeau, big personality. You don't put him in the Ryder Cup event in Rome next September, then the Ryder Cup doesn't count. And I don't know how the PJ I don't know how the PJ Tour is going to get around that myself. Uh, we shall see. But Tiger making an appearance today in Wilmington, Delaware. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from three to six p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel eighty two. Mad Dog's Daily Bite is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.